You're listening to Radio Tab's Mobile Rolling. Presented by Garrard's Horse and Hound. Making shopping easier with their online store. The same extensive catalogue, the same keen prices online or over the phone. one 800 060 for the sprint lane. Three deep as interest free. Sicario's four wide. Max Delight ran up behind them. He goes for Broke Jack now on Cranburn. I cast no shadows into the clear. Cranburn, I cast no shadow. A dash to the wire. Cranburn's in front of I cast no shadow. Cranburn is clear. Cranburn leads all the way and wins the Shepherd and Cup for Neat Line Homes. Second, I cast no shadow and they flew up the lane. Yeah, they did because of the real sprint home. So that's second horse. Said the Dominion winner uh, went very, very well. Chris Barsby, good morning. Yeah, Steve, good morning to you. Good morning, everyone. Uh, yeah, terrific race there on Saturday night. Uh, uh, the winner, Cranbourne, will back up this Saturday night. And he'll tackle the Ballarat Cup, but it's a far stronger field this Saturday night in comparison to last weekend. Yeah, so you're taking a huge sigh of relief. There. All right. Yeah, I'm not sure what's going on there. Mathematically, Chris, it was certainly hard for the Interdom winner to get home, wasn't it? I cast no shadow. Yeah, no doubt about that. Uh, when it was perfectly rated in front, that's why he's one of the best in the business, Nathan Jack. But uh, he'd lose no admirers. I cast no shadow. So it's going to be interesting over the next couple of weeks. Ballarat Cup this Saturday night, the Hunter Cup only a couple of weeks away. So these are going to be keenly sought after races. And uh, I'm sure this weekend, the Ballarat Cup, this is going to be a great entree to the Hunter Cup uh, only weeks away. Yeah, 26-6 was the last quarter there in the Shep Gold Cup. Our first guest is with us, Chris. Aaron Goadsby is joining us online now. Aaron, good morning. Morning, Chris. Thanks for having me on. Uh, really appreciate the time. Uh, you've made the trek up from Newcastle. You've got the two runners today in this first race, the two-year-old, which includes the favourite, Ignite the Fire. How do you rate these youngsters? Um, they're doing everything right, and they deserve the trip away, uh, obviously, with the New South Wales calendar. The calendar doesn't start to February, and... Um, I've sort of got four fillies, including these two and two geldings at home. And so there's six two-year-olds sort of in the stable and they're all ready to ready to rumble and qualify. And with no racing, I thought the trip away and um, the opportunity, preferential draw sex every fortnight and the fact that they can earn some um, prize money and hopefully good slice of it, which will get them um, some... Get them enough dollars in the bank to get a run in the pink bonnet, which is my first aim, which is the end of February at Menangle. Okay, no doubt you would have been really pleased to see that two-year-old race stand up here last week and go ahead. So that obviously fast-track your plans a little bit? Yeah, Queensland wasn't on the radar for Ignite the Fire, but she's always been a forward filly since we bought her. And uh, the the two-horse, La Deneur, well, she's a Q-bred, so... She was destined to come this way eventually, probably not this early, was on the radar. But like I said, New South Wales calendar didn't suit and can't earn anything sitting at home is the old cliche. Yeah, absolutely. So is Ignite the Fire the, the, the better of the two fillies? How do you sort of rate them individually? Uh, she definitely definitely trialled the better, but all the way up, there's probably not a matchstick between them all. They've all worked together, whether in twos or threes or fours at home. Um, they all educated together. Um, the two horse, when they went to the, and qualified there uh, two weeks ago, she actually beat Ignite the Fire home. So obviously a big price difference today. Uh, luck in running plays its part. Uh, gate speed, greenness and the travel. So there's not a lot between them. But, yeah, uh, the, the one filly, Ignite the Fire, she did... Um, 
she did trial up nice last week and sprinted. Um, whereas the two horse, you know, we sort of we have held her back. We were in the old race, in the old style race cart, and a few little restrictions and earplugs, etc. On so today's race day, and this will really be the day for them to step up and hopefully shine. Okay, are you surprised? There's that big a gap in them with their their prices. Yes, yes, definitely. Yeah. Okay. Ignite the fire. Tell me, was she a Nutrien uh, graduate? Yeah, she was Nutrien uh, last year in Sydney, and she wasn't a filly that we picked off the page, but when we watched the videos, um, it was a filly we instantly liked. You know, she's not probably as, you know, for the 47 and a half we paid, she wasn't. There's better, better fillies probably on the page, but the way she walked and the way she conducts herself and the presence about her and the way she moves caught our eye, and, yeah, that's why we went after her. Okay, she's a filly by Vincent. He's desiring ranks are concerned, but on the small sample size that we've seen, he's doing a nice job. Yeah, he's starting to get some winners. Um, there was little knocks on him early, but that's like every stay, and until they get runners to the races, there's always people knocking them. But all you can do is, you know, these two horses don't know who their mum and dad are anymore, and hopefully we put the best foot forward for both their parents. Okay. Now, just with the other filly, La Dernier, was she a graduate of sale up here or not? No, no, she was uh, Bathurst sale last year. Um, again, um, she was a Q-bred. She was the last Hurricane King Cole ever to go through the sales ring. And if you, we always play around with the names, but if you Google a name, La Dernier is the last drop out of a bottle and she's the last Hurricane King Cole out of Shiraz Shannon. So I sort of like the name. Yeah, well, she's well-named, and hopefully she can get the job done today. Just with you, uh, you'd have fond recollections last time, uh, well, last couple of times that you've been to, to Queensland and race here at Albion Park. Your strike rate's pretty sharp. Yeah, hopefully we can keep it going. Yeah, we brought Give Me A Minute up um, during the winter there, and he knocked off a 20K quality straight away, so that was good, and then he went amiss, unfortunately. But even the times before that, when I was training with Mark, we brought three or four up, and... The bus had good success. Um, yeah, everything we sort of bought won a race. So, yeah, everything's positive, and hopefully we can do the same job again. All right, that's Mark Jones. You're talking. How many are you working currently right now, Aaron? Uh, we've got 12 We've got twelve there at the moment. Um, there's two just having short breaks. So we'll say 14, and we've got six yearlings getting ready for the sale. So it is um, pretty hectic. So is it a hit-run mission? You're up and back uh, after today? To be honest, I'll probably assess it about one o'clock after the race is done. So, um, obviously, the Q-bred filly, um, there's advantages of her staying here. But, um, like I said, we're aiming to get placings, dollars in the bank and get some runs so we can go for the pink bonnet and then push on towards Bathurst in March. Okay. And just on, on that race today, uh, the, the, the main dangers, big boys, Joey's on a roll. You, you've gone up against them in, in education and, and trial races down home? Yeah, we ed we educated together back in October, November, and I think we all qualified there on the same night a couple of weeks ago. And um, yeah, they ran good races last week. And obviously, staying with Steve and Charlie Sini, we've got all five between us today. So all the money's going back to Jacobs Wells. <laughs> well, really appreciate the time. Best of luck for those two fillies in that first race. Right, thanks a lot.
There's Aaron Goadsby joining us. He does a good job with his team. And uh, as I said, he's got a good strike rate here at Albion Park, whether it be as a trainer or an owner. Uh, when he sends them to Queensland, he, he sends the right horses. So Ignite the Fire will start favourite in that first race. Drawn barrier one with Shane Graham driving. Brendan Barnes has been booked to drive Le Dernier in that first race. So it's an interesting little concept, uh, that two-year-old race, because they have come up against each other at the trials down in Newcastle. So we'll watch with interest there. Bronski Zulu, who won the opening two-year-old race of the season he was set to start again but he's been scratched so a field of five in a race number one let's go across to race number six today bonza guy is listed as the favorite and rightly so in form gate speed horse drawn barrier one but a query horse for mine or a horse that i'm not sure how we gauge her right now as some girls don't ricky thurlow is the trainer driver as some girls don't and he joins us online ricky appreciate the time yeah good morning chris Five starts for this filly here in Queensland. One win, two placings. But is it fair to say we haven't seen the best of her yet? Uh, probably not. Uh, probably not. She um, she was a bit unlucky her first run over here and um, her second start she won. Um, and, and to be quite honest, she won, but I wasn't overly happy with her. She, she trialled quite a lot better uh, the week before. Um, and her subsequent run since, you know, she hasn't had the best of trips. And last week she got a flat tyre and, um, yeah, eased her up out of the race. Okay. Um, speed, is that her best asset on what we've seen so far? Yeah, I think so. I think she's um, she's more quick than than tough. But, um, you know, the way the draw is today, Bond's a guy from one heels leader. Um, you know, I'll, I'll come off the and see what happens. But, yeah, if I get left outside him, well, that doesn't really bother me too much. Mm. And the way it sets up, just looking at it, uh, many expect the one to lead, the eight's going to be behind it. So it could potentially be a little sticky for you. And, you know, you've obviously thought that there is a chance that you may get left parked out. Yeah, there, yeah, I, I think... I think yeah. um, you know, if something comes over, I'm, I'm happy to take cover. But uh, I think last week, um, you know, if she didn't win last week, she was definitely going to run second. So, um, you know, I'm pretty pretty happy with her. Okay. Any sort of plans coming up for her? Have you got anything in mind for some girls, don't? No, not really. She's um, she come over from New Zealand. She'll race um, she'll race this year, and she'll probably head to stud the end of the end of this um, this season. So. Um, yeah, we'll just try and run her through her grades and, you know, hopefully pick up a Nair's MO and, and um, see what happens from there. But, yeah, no no set plan. Um, I did... Um, I, I was going to take it to Tamworth for the Golden Guitar, but um, the race conditions, the way they are, you, unless you're a Kiwi that's raced in New South Wales, you can't, can't go in it. So, um, staying home. Fair enough. Uh, I, I tell you a horse that you've got going exceptionally well right now, and he was in the winner's circle on Saturday night, just Desi. He, he's been great for you. Yeah, he's a lovely horse, Desi. Um, he came up with no no great expectations. Um, he's a good horse. You know, he, uh, he likes to go himself. He's just training out of a... I don't do a hell of a lot with him, actually. And, um, yeah, just keep impression. Race him, um, Zach drives him regularly and he's been running, but um, it's pretty fortunate, you know, get some good training. 
and he's not going to the line. Um, but yeah, he's actually a little bit. Okay. He, he's not in on Saturday night again? No, I'd be trying to race him for two weeks. Um, the week before. Um, and yeah, I'll just be my running three weeks in a row. I'll probably race him the MO, 20,000 MO in three weeks, so I'll, I'll get him ready for that one. Um, and hopefully he can win that. And, okay. And, but if he doesn't, yeah. Okay. okay. I, I was just about to say, uh, stud season's just wrapped up. Uh, Bling it on. Was he uh, Was he a busy boy this year? He was, actually. Um, yeah, Bling it finished yet. Uh, we've got to collect him again this afternoon uh, for some orders, but... Um, I think we're going to collect till the end of the month um, with, the, with the stallion. So, yeah, he has been busy. I'm not sure of exact numbers, but, um, yeah, he's been busy. And, yeah, we've got 25-odd mares in foal and 15, 15 foals on the ground. So, yeah, it's been quite a busy season. Yeah, well, busy for you because you've got that. You've got the race team. I know you've got more in on Saturday night. So uh, there's no time to sleep. No, no, it's, it's uh, been quite busy um, over the breeding breeding season with um, mainly the mares and, and the stallion. Uh, we cut down on the race team over that period, but um, I've just got some new horses up, some new race horses up. So, um, yeah, the race horse team will gradually get a bit bigger, and and uh, hopefully we get a few um, a few back to the races more regularly. Okay. One question I do want to ask. Uh, we're headed to Norwell in, in the future. What size track would you like to see built there at Norwell? Uh, I like the 1,000-metre track. Um, but if they built a 1,400-metre track similar to Menangle, um, probably a little a little better shape. Menangle, Menangle's a 1,400-metre track, but the corners, I think, are only 1,000-metre corners. So if they built a proper proper 1,400 or 1,600-metre track um, with big corners, that'd be great. Okay. But 1,000 metres is your first option? Yeah, I'm, I'm happy with those. Like, not that it's a, it's a public... Not not that the public gets to the races much anymore and, and um, they don't get to see them too many times if it's only a mile track. You know, they see them start and finish. But, um, you know, it's, it's more all built for TV these days, so... You know, if they went to a mile track or a 1,400-metre track, you know, the racing would be good. We go just as quick up here on a 1,000-metre track as anywhere in Australia, really. Yeah, yeah, no doubt, no doubt. All right. Hey, uh, really appreciate the time today. Keep up the good work. Just as he's going super, and hopefully there's a win not too far away, but some girls don't. Hopefully. Thanks, Chris. There's Ricky Thurlow joining us. Well, Racetrack Ralphie has been waiting on the line patiently to give us the good oil for today. Ralphie, good morning. Yeah, morning, Chris. What is the best bet for today's 10-race program? Yeah, look, um, looking at race six, number one, Bond's a guy. Uh, look, I think he, he's going to be a case of short but sweet today with this runner. He's drawn the lead, and he loves the 1660 trip, plus he's rock-hard fit. He's racing in very good form, and his latest effort was... Uh, Brave, but that was after being left without cover. Today he looks set to take them all away, and uh, he looks like he's a lock-in for the first leg of the tab treble. So we're going race six, number one, Bonza Guy. 
Okay, Bond's a guy, the best bet. There will be a few uh, shorties today. Obviously, sure thing, Captain's going to start at short odds. Cool and Kid's likely to go around at short odds. So, uh, Bond's a guy. We might be able to play him in a multi as well. Yeah, I think so, Chris. And um, his odds might get after listening to uh, Ricky there. His odds might get out a little bit if Ricky fancies his horse. All right. Well, we'll mark him in. Race six, number one. Really appreciate the time today, and we'll uh, we'll see you trackside. Okay, thanks, Chris. There's racetrack Ralphie. So his best bet comes up as race six, number one. Bonza guy. So ten events today, Steve. We start with that two-year-old. Ignite the fire up from Newcastle. Runs the favourite at this point for Aaron Goadsby. Shane Graham takes the drive, and our first race comes through at twelve thirty-seven.